If you could please stand for the national anthem at this time. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or oh, the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rockets regular the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star spangled banner yet wave or the lands of the free and the home of the brave you may be seated thank you so much for joining us on this holiday weekend this fourth of july weekend we are grateful to have every single one of you here today everyone that dressed up patriotic red white and blue uh, we are excited to have you and we also would like to give honor to anybody who served anybody who had a family who served in the military uh, this weekend and uh, we're just grateful to have you if you could stand back up i told you to sit down but we're gonna get you back up we're gonna get moving i know that we for the fourth of july we celebrate you know the the birth of our country, the, the beginning of our independence, of our freedom. And the natural transition is when we think about where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That freedom shouldn't be a foreign concept to us. That freedom spiritually shouldn't be something that we don't know about. But whenever we think about the God that died for us, the God that laid down his life for us, for us to experience freedom today, we should have that on our minds as well. In this holiday weekend, as we celebrate with family, as we celebrate as a church together, we're going to celebrate in freedom and we're going to worship in freedom this morning. Amen. Amen. Step out of the shadows, step out of the grave, break into the wild, and don't be afraid, and run into wide open spaces, grace is waiting for you, and dance like the weight has been lifted, grace is Waiting. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, there is freedom. 
Yeah. 
Somebody about it, ask me about it, ask uh, Callan, ask Kylie, ask someone about it. We can get you there. It's in Grapevine. It's at from 1.30 to 4.30, and that's, again, that's going to be on the 9th of this month. And we also have Youth Sunday coming up the 10th next week. Comes up quick when you scoot it back a couple weeks, doesn't it? <laughs> we are excited about it. We always look forward to those. And so uh, make sure that you are here tomorrow, oh, next week, Sunday night. And those are always a blast and a great move of God there. 
And we also have Texas District uh, Youth Conference. It's North Texas. Oh, see. Which one is this? This one's Texas District Youth Conference 2024. Oh, it's TYC. There it is. Okay, I'm used to all these different acronyms now of everything. I wasn't reading that one correctly. So this is TYC in Lufkin, Texas Youth Convention. That's going to be the 21st and the 22nd. And uh, youth will be leaving on the 20th and coming back on the 23rd. So it will be the actual event dates are the 21st and the 22nd. But we will be gone the 20th through the 23rd. And I've already sent out the links for registration uh, through our youth group remind. So if you're planning on going uh, youth student and you haven't registered yet, make sure you do that as soon as possible. You don't want to miss out. And if you have not gotten the link or if you can't uh, have trouble with the link, let us know and we can get you figured out, get you registered and get you on board for this trip because that's something that you do not want to miss. We also have our girls uh, under 12 tea party going to be on the 25th and that will be a blast I am sure we also have our ladies united fellowship it's the 26th of this month it's going to be at 6 30 p.m at bratcher's nursery and there is a sign-up sheet in the foyer and those are always a blast yeah and then we have a north texas youth conference is going to be the 28th through the 29th that one is tcyc you understand my confusion now not to be confused with tyc but TCYC, and that's going to be in Denison. That's going to be a Truth Church, and um, we're really excited for anybody to be able to go to that one as well. Since that one is pretty close, you could be able to drive back maybe both nights. That's the 28th and the 29th, and then our mission pledge will be due on the 31st. If we could all stand up, we're also going to do uh, prayer requests at this time. But before we got into that, I. Was in, I was thinking as we're, you know, the, this holiday weekend, we thought about, you know, the Declaration of Independence and the breaking away from like an overlying government. And I was thinking about all these things and how when they signed that Declaration of Independence, whenever they broke free and created the United States of America, that didn't guarantee everybody a successful life, but it gave the option of it. And whenever every soldier that laid down their life for our freedom, it didn't guarantee a successful life for me and you, but it gave us the option. And so whenever Jesus laid down his life for us, it didn't guarantee us a spiritually victorious life, but it gave us the option. It gave us the ability to choose when there wasn't a choice before, born in sin and shaping in iniquity. But whenever he laid down his life, it gave us the choice to say, I could stay in my situation. I could stay in my hurts. I can stay in my depression. I can stay in my sickness. I can stay in the state of turmoil, or I have the option to stand out. I have the option to lay it down. I have the option to give it to the God who laid down his life for me and live in victory. And so this morning, you have the option. Lay down whatever you are hurting with, whatever you are struggling with, whatever you are fighting. You have the option because because God laid down his life first for you. And so we're going to go through these names. And if you have a need, if you have the, the, the feeling today or the want today to lay down what you are fighting with, we encourage you to come down to the front. Ministers will anoint you with oil and we will experience victory this morning. But we want to keep these names in our prayers, we have Denise Harbison, Dale Covington, Brandon Hutchins, Andy Watson, 
Kathy Marie Miller's sister, Brenda Webb, Roy and Janice Bowden, Travis Lloyd, Joel and Linda Peace, Norman Gilbert, Walden Andrea Irwin, Mildred and George Pratt, Brother and Sister John Proctor, Billy and Jeremy Trinado, Brother and Sister Alton Bristow, Brother Bob Bolton, Samantha Ford, Lois Weems, Carol Hosh, Sharon Little, Billy Bolton, Don Howell, and Dennis Shannon. And we are going to move forward in this place this morning because we have that choice. And so, Father, I thank you for every option. I thank you for every promise that you have given us, knowing that you will never leave us nor forsake us, knowing that you are a healing God, knowing that you are a delivering God, knowing that you are the one that's here that's wanting to move in our lives today. God, I pray that we take you up on that, Lord. I pray that we march forward in you in victory, in confidence, and in faith this morning. I pray that you touch every single need in this house, every financial
Your spirit is within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit is within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit is within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit is within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit is within me. My victory, my victory. Your spirit is within me. My victory, my vict
to trust in Jesus, just to take Him at His word, just to rest upon His promise, just to Wednesday night for six weeks. This is a special thing just from now till school starts back. So for the next six weeks on Wednesday night, we're going to have special classes and all of you men will be here in the auditorium. Your pastor is going to teach on leadership and on discipleship. And then all of we ladies will be in the children's church auditorium. And we will be having special classes as well. So we want you to all come and celebrate this special six weeks from now till the time that school starts. And I will encourage you, if you have children, bring your children. We love children. Children don't bother these classes. So bring your children.
Sister Callan, if we could please go back into uh, just that. I think it was the bridge on Psalms 23. I felt, I felt a little, a little bit of conviction. Um, I'm a pretty active person, and so uh, I play soccer. I play several sports. And, and I've always been raised and taught in everything that I do, give 100%. Because if you're doing it and you're not giving 100%, what's even the point? And so as we were singing this and I was thinking about what Brother Stephen said about how whenever the Declaration of Independence was signed, it wasn't guaranteed that your life was going to be great. It wasn't guaranteed that there wasn't going to be hardships coming your way. That every day wouldn't be a struggle and wouldn't be a work. But Jesus, He did the same thing. He died on that cross and He said, I'm not promising you an easy life. Matter of fact, if anything, it's gonna get a little bit harder. But what I'm giving you is the option of life more abundantly. And yes, the hardships are going to come your way. And yes, you're going to face some demons. You're going to have to climb some mountains. You're going to have to get dirty in the valley. But that's not what we're here for. Because now we have the liberty to say, even on these sorrows, I'm dancing. Even in the valley, I'm trudging through no matter what kind of junk comes my way. Because I have the liberty, because of your blood, Jesus, because of you, I now have the liberty to dance freely. Because of you, God, I can get a little uncomfortable, and I can take my coat off, and I can say, God, I'm not perfect, but God, I'm going to give it all to you, Jesus. So I will walk in darkness, your spirit lives within me, my victory, my victory, your spirit lives within me, so I will walk in darkness, your spirit 
clap of praise You're real quick. Worthy. Let's give him all we've got just for about a minute. You're my victory. of the spiritual freedoms that we have here today. Not every country gets to experience what we get to experience on a Sunday-to-Sunday basis. I understand it is holiday, and I am excited to eat some hot dogs just as much as you all are. But my goodness, if we come here and we don't get changed, what's the point in us coming at all? I love my God and the only reason I can do this is because I understand where I've been at and that's the only reason at all I say these things to you not as conviction but understanding where I've been and now where I'm at and that's all because of the blood of Jesus I didn't do this at all I can't do this at all I've tried it on my own and that goodness I was a heap of mess man my goodness, we serve an awesome God, don't we, church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may return to your seats, but please don't, don't lose that sense of liberty and freedom in this, in this place today. Let the Lord speak to you as pastor ministers to us today. At this time, we'll have our ushers come. And Children's Church is also released right now. Just got the information. So kids, you are allowed to go to Children's Church. Hallelujah. Jesus, thank you so much for what you've already done here today, God. Thank you for setting us free, God. We didn't deserve it. As Brother Stephen mentioned, we were born in iniquity and shaped in iniquity. Jesus, we don't deserve it, but God, you did it for us anyways. And for that, we are grateful. We are grateful for the freedoms that we have. We are grateful for the nation that you've blessed to put us in. Oh, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would bless this offering. You would bless the givers, God, and those that aren't able to give as well. I pray that you would touch this body spiritually, physically, emotionally, and and mentally. In Jesus' name, I plead the blood of Jesus. Amen. You called me from the grave.
already identified my brother-in-law and what's left of his wife. I'd like for them to stand. And I think Colin must have already gone on to class, but uh, you have no idea uh, what he has endured being my brother-in-law. See that head going crazy? Please be seated. Thank you for being here. They go to Brother Dean's church in Bossier, and most all of us know the Dean family and are appreciative of that. It is great to see every one of you here taking a chance that you're going to get bread that will survive, suffice you for oncoming days. There will be some of it that you will feast on momentarily. There will be other things that will get into your digestive spiritual nature, and they will corroborate with other truths. And we all know that when you strengthen the cords and lengthen the stakes, it is because of an enormous appetite or desire to become able. And so it's my thrill on this celebration day of July the 4th, and we're all enjoying a little prematurely eating more than we should. See, several of you have already indulged. The smile says it all. It is absolutely phenomenal that God could put his mind on paper and never have to change his mind about anything. I would like to remind you that he said, I am the Lord and I change not. And yet, he has changed more times than probably you have ever changed. He is the rose of Sharon. He is the lily of the valley. He is your peace. He is your joy. He can change in a moment what's happening in your life because he has so many superiorities that he illuminates your life with to make your life on the level with his. That is what's phenomenal about serving Christ. That's the reason people do not typically move forward is because you have to emancipate yourself from the desires of the flesh. You have to choose this day whom you will serve, God or flesh. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. I don't think any, reached, any of us have reached past what we are able to think without his word to offer us that next level of life. None of us could have come up with all that's in this Bible. He did it for us. And so we open the Bible and sometimes we look at it in stupefaction almost and say, well, I, I just never could live that way or I could never experience that or I won't be able to experience that. That's where flesh tries to put you in a lock down situation 
but greater is he that is for you than he that is against you. And greater is he that is in you than he is outside of you. That's why you want him, the Holy Ghost. That's why we're born again of the water and the spirit. Our faith takes us through the grave. And while baptism is typically a typification of being buried with him in baptism to rise to walk in the newness of life. It's not about getting wet. It's about getting a a realization that I have taken my faith through the death chamber. I have risen up and now am in Christ, a new creation. That is phenomenal stuff. I mean, you know, like you can't buy that even at Walmart. You can buy the book that says it. They do offer Bibles. So today it is a thrill to be able to challenge your opponent through your mind. I borrow your mind today because your children need to see the mind of God in people that are responsible. Your neighbors need to see the mind of God because they have seen the mind of hell. They have been robbed by thinking that's the way to really live. We, uh, in times gone by, we, we used to be against television because it offered so much suction into a world that is very devious and, and very divided. And uh, we followed off. And I, I have actually seen people try to dress like some weirdo on TV. Somebody that don't even know who Jesus really is, obviously. And they want to dress like that, live like that, talk like that, do the things that those people do. When the book is so replete with pictures of superiority, advanced levels of living, overcoming demons and uh, spirits of hell that divide homes and divide minds and cause us to be weary and well-doing and and not reaping the harvest that God sowed for us. I wish we'd call on him for the sake of our life first. Father, all over this building, in your own words, why don't you call on him? God, give us this day our daily bread, however you want to say that. Today, we need divine nature. We need divine levels of in. of your spirit, your light, your glory, your love. I am praying that this crowd leave this building today with renewed energy for their neighbors. I am praying that this crowd receive bread today that they can share with their neighbors. I am praying today that somehow there will be a perfect law of liberty take over in this house and men and women will feel thrilled to walk through new doors of dimensional living in their life and mind and heart in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I I am thrilled today to be able to tell you that God is not dead. You can experience his nature through his spirit. You can experience his plans through his word.
the dynamics of the dimension of life is listed all the way through that Bible. It is shared with us. And the devil would love to get rid of the Bible. And he would, if he can't get rid of it, he'd like to keep us from reading it. And if he can't keep us from reading it, he'd like to keep us from believing it. That's why we need to testify more about how well the word's working than our car is. That's why we need to testify how great the rest in Christ is more than the rest of apostropedic. And don't put sleeping on a bed because of that. I got a real good mattress. And I can tell you where to get some good ones. They're sitting on the back bench back there. Oh, y'all look happy. Well, that's how the home is built right there. The parents become one. And they create a dynamic aura of covering for the children. I put it in shadows because I didn't want everybody to be looking at you. It is phenomenal how the Satan has tried to do everything possible to destroy the marriage and the home. Because he knows if he can get that picture in our mind of division and maybe somebody smiling a little bit beyond it that uh, perhaps all that torment and hell and everything else may not be as bad as it looks. No, I'm telling you that it's a terrifying thing to think of a storm coming and not having some roof over your head. It's a terrifying thing to think that a marriage doesn't have a place to go in the church and the, and the ministry of the word to find sanctity and protection from all of the hell that's breaking loose in this world. I'm telling you, the real storms are unbelief and fear and torment. Those storms constantly bleed and, 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 and uh, rob us of, of that energy that uh, God wants to give you. He wants to give you peace that passes understanding. Joy that's joy unspeakable and full of glory. He wants to give you stability. He wants to give you permanent power. He wants to give you glorious glory. He wants to fill your mind and heart with that stuff so that when you walk out of the door in the morning you know I'm a winner because I've got winning spirit I've got a conquering spirit I've got a conquering word I've got a foundation that's sure and no weapon formed against it can prosper it's here to stay it's going to be there tomorrow I can count on that the economy of America is up and down but the economy of heaven is stable great peace great joy great love great Great future, great everything. It hasn't changed one bit. Could we magnify him for his stability? The USA became a leading superpower.
because of in God we trust. Prayer in schools and homes. Any of you still remember praying at school? I used to get to go down to the office and get on the loudspeaker and pray a prayer. They would actually have young people praying prayers. And if they didn't do that, and then they quoted scriptures until we let people that are unbelievers start telling us how to live life. How long are we going to put up with that? How long are we going to let our children be deluded by a world that's deluded? somebody's going to have to take a stand and put a spiritual rifle in your arm and say, look, I'm going to kill every demon. I'm going to destroy every unbelief. I am going to raise up a standard of righteousness and holiness and joy, and I am going to talk about it. I'm going to live it, and I'm going to let them do what they want to do with me, but I am his, he is mine, and on this foundation I build my future. Protection for life remains available. Whoops. Colossians 3 and 13 says, Forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Brother Stephen, let's come illustrate it real quick. Okay, so this guy steals my wallet. I'm not worried about him getting that one because it's empty. (laughs) But he steals my wallet. Okay, so I am going to get ticked off at him. I am going to lower myself to feeling mad and hateful and unbelieving. Because such a cool-looking dude stole my wallet. So, what did God do for the Adam and Eve that forsook him? They tried to haul his wealth off. But he knew he was a creator. He was the wealth. He was the glory. They thought they could steal his victory by doing their own thing. But he is victorious over all, through all, and in all. So here's what God did. He said, I'm going to forgive you without you even asking. That's the reason that what has happened in America is happening. And that is that preachers have quit preaching the thing that Kate gave us our true freedom. Okay, so this guy does me wrong and he takes my victory home with him and I tell my wife and I lower the bar in our home and I say, I hate that guy. And I'll walk around that guy. But God wasn't nearly about to let his enemy have his victory. Because he stole some glory from God. 
That's all they stole, a little glory. Somebody say life. They still had life. They still had mentality. They still had a conquering spirit. But they didn't have union with the source of life that gave them all the privileges of life and the victories of life. And so God said, I'll keep victory up here. You just take what you want to take, but you're not going to steal what I am. I am the great I am. I am the great source of life. And I'm not going to show such a bitter attitude in the the house because somebody stole my lawnmower and all the family has to suffer for the rest of the month because I'm not so mad about anybody stealing my lawnmower. The last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to kill them. So now you got killing in your life. He used to preach against this kind of stuff. Forgive before you're asked. That doesn't set the guy that stole your lawnmower free. He's still got to live with being a thief. But I'm not going to live with being a thief because somebody thieved me. I am. And I was set free because there's a bloodline now. There is a spiritual nature alive now. There is a way where there seemed to be no way at one point. There is a glory that seemed to be shattered by all of the weird and the pitiful of my life. And all of a sudden I look up to Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. And I find out the light's still on. And the love is still there. And the glory still prevails. And the victory remains. He is the Lord God Almighty. That's why I want to go to a house where somebody preaches the full message of deliverance, the full message of glory, the full message of future. It is a people that are going to be shouting and when the glory of the Lord seems to be dissipating over young. Let's go ahead and look a little bit further here. I'm going to have to read it from up here. I didn't realize that I left that so dark. I thought that red would show up. But uh, forbearing one another, above all these things, put on charity. Somebody say, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in our heart. Let me catch you up. Let the peace of God rule in our hearts. How willing are you to let the enemy steal your peace? Oh, well, I just thought everything was going to be all right. All of a sudden, the one is sick. I couldn't get a hold of him in the morning. Bump, bump, bump. He's busy. I couldn't get a hold of pastor. Bump, bump, bump. So I'm going to lose control. Kick the cat. I'm not going to live in a make-believe world. That's what's happening in your city. That's what's happening in your world. But that's why God called you out of the world so he could send you back into the world and tell them, hey, let me tell you, I used to live on that level. But somehow God began to call me, come unto me, all you that are labor, heavy laden and burdened down, come unto me, climb the stairway of faith, climb the stairway of truth, climb the stairway of new life. I'm here 
here and I'll take you and make you over again. Joining a church building is nothing but becoming one with Christ through obedience. And the only way you can cook a good meal is to obey the need of the particular ingredients and where to put it, when to put it. I mean, you can put all the ingredients of a piece of cake, I mean of cake, in different bowls. But you're not going to have a cake because you put all the bowls in the oven. No, no, no. You join all the truths together. And then you have the perfect law of freedom. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about 101 religious systems. All you got to do is study the Samaritan. There was a guy in a ditch. Maybe, I think maybe I, this next slide might help us here. Everybody wants to be their own. God said, I've got one nation, and that's the redeemed of the Lord that's going. Everybody wants to have their own little agenda. You've looked at it. Go look at some of the magazines and the advertisements. Man, they can make you feel like you've just been, uh, you know, never went to school. We are challenged by the word to give self-freedom. Let's see. I'm trying to find somebody. Brother Malone? Well, no, that baby's asleep. Well, I can't find any little people. Think about it this way. What's the big deal if you conquer a gnat? But how many of you have ever been bothered by a gnat? People look at you and say, what you doing? They can't see your gnat. Oh, man, I tell you what, I think I'm about to have a real reaction here. Not everybody can smell your problem. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a real world, and it's a real heaven and a real earth. And as long as you want to play games with it, that's your business. But it's my business to make you aware that death, hell, and the grave are really real and that the glory of the Lord is really real. And my whole idea about ministry is not about how many I can get to here, but how many I can get away from here that are so full of God Almighty that they're able to conquer dominions and substitute, hallelujah, religion for the reality of God. Therefore, shall the land mourn 
and everyone that dwelleth therein shall languish. Have you ever seen any of that? They're trying to come up with all kind of medicinal stuff on TV. You see all kind of things. And they put one pill in their mouth. Ready to conquer the world. And then they go home and about three, three minutes later, they still got those demons running around in their house. It was so momentary because it was not reality. But I've never seen anybody get to Calvary and find the glory of the Lord and have their sins washed away by faith and have their spirit renewed by the Holy Ghost and be able to walk in the Word of God. And all of a sudden they conquer demons and devils and all kind of weird things. And they begin to dance and shout because greater is he that is in you than and he that is in the world. Sure, you've seen some of the hypocrites that go to church where some of the others do that. But all you've got to do is see one person that really did it to know it really works. I'm not waiting on a thousand millionaires till I want to be one. Let no man strive, nor reprove another. For thy people are as they that strive with the preacher. Therefore shalt thou fall in the day, and the prophet also shall fall with thee in the night. And I will destroy thy mother. See, people try to make that book fit the carnal nature of thinking. Jerusalem is the mother of us all, the Bible says. That's where the church was born. That's why you want to go to Jerusalem to find out. Because even the Old Testament points to Jerusalem. But when you get to the New Testament, it shows you where Jerusalem fits in the scheme of life. And he told his mother... And his brothers tarry in Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from on high. Well, that's humongous. You mean there's going to be an endowment, an inheritance, a victory level that will supersede the law and the prophets? That's exactly what he said. I am going to take every one of their promises and I'm going to fulfill them in one potpourri of the Spirit. My Spirit is going to come and I'm going to take all the mentality and the glory and the power of all the law and the prophets and I'm going to put it in a Spirit and that Spirit is going to be called the Holy Spirit and you're going to have privilege by faith to repent of your sins and to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to come up and talk in a new and heavenly language and all of a sudden you're going to have a spirit that will begin to agree with the word and when the spirit and truth come together there's no weapon formed that can stop you.
We're not playing games with my, my graveyard, and I'm sure not playing games with yours and taking God's tithe and putting it in my pocket and, 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 and cheat you out of what's really there. I'd rather you hate me than God hate me. And he will despise, the Bible said, a man that robs him. So my people are destroyed for what? And we want to know more about the statistics on a ball player than the statistics on the Christ. There are people that are well-meaning people. They're notable people. They can give you the statistics on how many and whatever and all that, and they don't know the stats about the path that leads to everlasting joy, righteousness, and peace. Every mother and dad ought to owe it. You ought to bring it to your kids, and you ought to study to show yourself approved of God. And that's what it means. And you say, well, Pastor, I'm so late now. I already got gray hair. Forget the gray hair you got today. That's why he told Lot's wife, don't look back. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, he's up in front of you. He's already up there waiting on you. Coming, he's calling you, come unto me, all you that are laboring and are heavy laden and burdened down. I will give you rest for your weariness and your fatigue and your feeling like there's no hope for me and I can't do it. That's why you need a preacher because preacher comes by, by the preaching of the word and that builds faith. And he says, seeing thou hast forgotten the law of the spirit, God is a spirit. I will also forget thy children. As they were increased, so they sinned against me. Therefore will I change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on their iniquity. And there shall be like people, like priests. There's no faith where that people don't become like the preacher. And I will punish them, both the preacher and the people, for not finding the way of life more perfect. A great freedom story and revival will come. Look at this. This is Habakkuk. This way back on. He looked over the hills of time through the Spirit of the Lord, and he saw a day in which God would begin to do some stuff. And Habakkuk said, I have heard thy speech, and I was afraid, O Lord. Revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Teman. The word Teman has to do with flesh. And the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. And his brightness was as the light. He had horns coming out of his hand, and there was the hiding of his power. Before him went the pestilence, and the burning coals went forth at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. It's time for us to stand up. He took a stand. And it's time for us to stand up. Stand up. Be the light of the world, he said. 
And I'm, tell, I, I'm hearing people tell me that they're the light of the world because they went to a church service one time and said, I accept Christ as my Savior, and they're no more light than they were before they got there. I'm here to tell you when you go get washed, you look clean. You sound clean. You act clean. The washing of the water by the word is a cleansing. I'm not preaching to you something to pray with your future. I'm preaching to you a future that is as sure as you are sitting here today. There is a God that is able to do exceeding abundantly above. I've already tasted of it. I've already experienced it. No, I'm not perfect. But I'm going to keep following him. And I'm going to keep preaching him as long as he keeps doing what he's doing. He is the mighty God. He is the everlasting father. He is the Prince of Peace. He is our coming King. He is our Savior. He is our forgiveness. He is our joy. He is our peace. He is our righteousness. He is our glory. He is our God. His ways are everlasting. I'm not out of soap. I just wanted that much on the pictures. I got more for you. Don't you hate boring church? I I just don't like boring church. I believe it ought to be what the book said. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. And I want to be the church every day. All right, so this story is one of my greatest thrills to know. Second Samuel 12 and 1. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. And he came unto him and said unto him, catch this, there were two men in one city. The one rich, the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and herds. If you're wanting to read it in your Bible or read it with me on your phone, 2 Samuel 12. Verse 3, the poor man had nothing save one little ewee lamb. A lot of y'all would say you lamb. Which he had bought and nourished up. And it grew up together with him, with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drink of his own cup. Sounded like some of y'all had a dog instead of a, a lamb. And lay in his bosom and was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler. Now, this is where you want to really sort of notice. Oh, super. And there came a traveler under the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock, of his own herd, to dress for the wayfaring man that was coming to him, but took the poor man's lamb, dressed it for the man that was coming to him. And David's anger 
was greatly kindled against that man. And he said to Nathan, as the Lord liveth, the man that hath done this thing shall surely die. Well, then let's read on. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man. He put his finger right on the people in the crowd. You know, I, I never did want a preacher to preach to everybody else while I was sitting there in need. I go to church because I want to be clean. And the washing of the water by the word is what cleanses us. The spirit empowers us. We've got to get this down to a science. The word of God washes us. It, somebody told me one time, I said, oh, you guys are just brainwashed. And I said, yeah, that's the truth, man. I said, what you washing yours with? Hollywood junk. I'm not ashamed to tell people my brain's been washed. My life is so full of love and completeness that I'm telling you, if he can get the rest of this carnal stuff washed out, I'm going to really enjoy life because I'm already enjoying it quite a bit. I'm here to tell you that the Lord, my God, my God, not thy God, he said thy God, but I'm telling you about my God. My God is able to do exceeding abundantly above. He's already proven to me over and over again. We're way past what Bob Meyer was. 10 years ago we're way way beyond what he was 25 years ago ask my brother-in-law would you stand and tell him about the trailer would you stand and tell him about jumping off of the truck we don't jump off of trucks anymore do we But I can't go past that place on the highway that I don't remember him riding around out there on the ground. He and I's got some of the greatest stories, him riding around in a trailer, trying to hold a toolbox in place without a rope. No, he wasn't Roy Rogers even back then. He couldn't lasso that thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, life becomes greater, not less great, because you leave the world. When you follow him into his world, I'm talking about victory over and over and over. I'm talking about joy over and over and over, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. I'm not talking about joining a church. I'm talking about joining the Word. I'm talking about joining the Messiah. I'm talking about joining the Spirit of the resurrection he is every bit of that now I want you to see this story because it's in your Bible David's anger was kindled as the Lord what he says here in verse 5 the man that hath done this thing shall surely die and he shall restore 
the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan is standing that close. And he says to the king, the king puts his finger in the chest of the king and said, you're the one that's guilty. He knew his head could be severed at that moment. But the righteous king over the king was superior. Go ahead and be seated. You got to see this story. Because Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. The guy had already been to church. He'd already been anointed. So this is about living life after you get the Holy Spirit. He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. Saul was typical of the demon's devil. And Saul was wanting to kill him. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom. And gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Now this is in the Old Testament. Which is types and shadows of the new and living way. Where Christ in you, the hope of glory of receiving the Holy Ghost. Becomes a superiority to speak to your conscience. And to speak to your life so everybody else don't hear it like this. Just you and maybe those people that are involved in your life. And that's so critical. And so verse 9. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord? To do evil in his sight. Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. And hast taken his wife to be thy wife. And has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house. Because thou hast despised me. And has taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord I will raise up evil out of thee of thine own house. And I will take thy wives before thine eyes. And give them unto thy neighbor. And their neighbors shall lie with thy wives in the sight of the sun. And thou didst it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel then the prophecy the three David said unto Nathan I have sinned against the Lord and Nathan said unto David the Lord also hath put away thy sin thou shalt not die let me just tell you the rest of the story you can read the rest of it when you want to But the little story part about the little ewe lamb. You got to understand that David had committed whoredom. He sent a man to the front line of battle. 
so he could steal that man's wife. One of the most horrifying stories I've ever read in the Bible. And uh, so out of that conception came a baby. The baby laid there sick and finally the baby died. And all of a sudden, after the king going into mourning, feeling so low and so pathetic, and now his sin is revealed, the baby lay there sick for so long, and then the baby died. But the thrilling part of that is that was metaphorical concerning our Christ who died in our stead. That is one of the most beautiful stories that that Bible hosts as far as I'm concerned. Because Jesus, the Lamb, slain before the foundation of the world it was already pictured that you as a sinner, you having lived a sinful life, would have a Messiah that would formulate the total picture of way back in history when it revealed to us. And so here, let me, let me read this part to you because it, to me it is just so thrilling. I'll never forget as a young preacher. I was still, I, I hadn't even started pastoring. And uh, verse 20, 2 Samuel 12. When the baby died, when the baby died, catch this picture. Do y'all have that up there? 2 Samuel 12 and 20, because I'd like for them to see that. He rises from the earth. How many of you know he came out of the grave? You're already ahead of me, aren't you? And then, and washed, and anointed himself, and changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord, and demonstrated new life. He began to worship. The king, representing our king, and kingdom, that we're dealing with, he, he rose after committing and being a partner with sin. That's why when you read in that Bible that he who knew no sin became sin, that we through him might become the righteousness of God because the pure lineage of the blood that was virtuous and altogether clean and holy, all of a sudden that blood through his name and faith in his name activates the same glory of the kingdom again. And that is no weapon formed against you shall destroy you. Greater peace than this shall you have because if God be for us, who can be against us? Who would not want to dance and shout and praise Him and exalt Him to every neighbor? Could we stand? I'll never forget reading that back in my early 20s. 
And when I looked at that picture, because I, I see words in picture form, and I looked at that, and I thought, you know what? That has got to be one of the most amazing things. When David didn't even know he was the man that would fulfill prophecy in such a negative but overwhelmingly positive way. He would reveal. That's why the Bible said David was a man after God's heart. Because that man could take advantage of the most pitiful from the most powerful level of authority in the land. If anybody should have gone and done away with their life, it would have been David. But no, he found new life in the mercy of the great king, the author and finisher of our faith. Every head's bowed and every eye's closed. You may not feel to come to this altar. You may not decide to come to this altar. But this would be a good day day for you to face yourself and say, have I done by faith what he asked us to do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to those that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I would hate to think I stood in a service this magnanimous and resent him and refuse him one more time. So if I were you and I had not been baptized in the name of Jesus and been filled with the Holy Ghost, I would tell God today exactly my heart. The singers are singing. This altar's open. If you have allowed your faith to take you away from the fountain of life, You're the, God the glory, I encourage you to come to the front. If you've never had the Holy Ghost, never been baptized in the name of Jesus, I encourage you to come to the front. Anybody that wants you to come, to just so to renew the river. You have led me through the deep This is a great day to activate faith. Move into more superiority.
me give you another quick analogy before we pray a couple of more minutes. See, most of us don't mind having more money than our neighbor, which makes them feel like a low life a lot of times when we can buy all kind of stuff. We don't think one thing about driving a better car or living in a better house than some neighborhoods. But for some strange reason, the enemy has a leverage over us concerning moving into greater dimensions of God. Making others feel like they are limited and less. That's not what the light is about. It is you amass money to show people that something can happen in your life if you do the principles that lead to more money. And you can have the greatest house in America if you build a house that that, that leads to a greater life. And you can have a great God, and He is the only God that can furnish peace that passes understanding, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why would we not want to show our neighbor the rest of Him and the glory of all that he is. Sing it one more time. Let's rejoice in the future. Let's rejoice in our opportunity. Let's rejoice with our hope. manual with your car how many of you refused to use it you just tried to parade yourself through there without it how many of you finally had to give in and go look at it that's what so many people are doing getting the Holy Ghost and they don't go look at the instruction manual how to use it all the way from 1 Corinthians to Jude is how to use the Word and the Spirit. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tell you about the opportunity. The book of Acts is where you get the thing. And then the book of Romans through Jude is where you manage your spiritual life so that you can 
run the race and you can climb into the glories and experience yes it works I would never preach to you a Jesus I would never talk to my kids about a Jesus that didn't do what he said one more song and let's go eat like crazy but let's you worship one more time with you let's offer it praise from our heart you march me out thank you God into this the is awesome the opportunity to dance to I'll shout to praise you in every